Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. All right, so here we are with another episode of this uh, fabulous podcast we call the Misfit Messengers. And I just love that name and the fact that we get to have a whole bunch of Misfit Messengers on the podcast because we again have guests today, Amanda. Are you excited? Always. These are these are ones I li- well, I like all of them, but I especially like these guys. <laughs> guys are especially likable especially like so uh we are blessed to have uh lieutenants bobby and Kristen key uh with us today on the podcast so we're pretty excited um and they are in des moines but you'll have to tell us more about that because i there's more than one salvation army thing in des moines so um whichever one of you wants to go first uh introduce yourself tell us a little bit about where you're at what you're doing anything you want to share so we are there. We are in what they call a capital area. Some people might be familiar with a city command. We are not a city because we cover uh, actually three counties. Oh. Um, so it's a capital area. Des Moines is the capital of Iowa. Yeah. So it's a capital area. We cover uh, Polk County, which is the largest county. Um, we also cover Dallas and Warren County. So we're a capital area. There are there's a capital area building. That has employees. Um, they run services out of that as well. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Des Moines Citadel, um, which is located on the west side of the city, towards like if you're familiar with the city, um, towards the um, state fair side or the okay. I'm sorry, the east side. We're oh, on like the other the side. side. We're about uh, a mile and a half from the Capitol building. Oh. If you drive about three blocks down the street, you can see the Capitol building. Um, we're at Des Moines Temple. Um, so we're, we're centrally located in downtown area. Gotcha. Downtown Des Moines, Iowa. All right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, how about, so, so I know that for, for you, Bobby, you've been part of the Salvation Army, like for a few generations in your family, right? That is correct. I'm, I think I'm sixth or seventh. That's correct. Wow. That's a lot of generations of legacy there. Yes. Yep. Awesome. And Kristen, how about you? How did, how did you join this wonderful organization we call the Salvation Army? Um, I joined through my husband. <laughs> I did not even know that the Salvation Army was a church. I, uh, I met him and he, through him, I was saved and introduced to the Salvation Army. And then now I'm here. Nice. I'm loving every minute of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm I'm sure that there are good days and bad days, just like any any other job. But being ministers in the Salvation Army offer its own unique, you know, things. But yes, uh, it does. It's I think it's pretty cool that you said you met your husband and you got saved, like because of that relationship. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. Our, our meeting relationship is very funny. Um, he, uh, like (laughs) he asked me if I had given my life to Jesus and I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. (laughs) What? Um, and then he (laughs) proceeded to tell me that if I do not give my life to Jesus, that I'm going to burn in hell. And I was like, Oh, well, the I, theology has changed over the years. Yeah. I'm, I'm not the same person I was. Yeah, was years ago. but it, it yes. seemed to have worked, right? At yes. least it led it led to a further conversation, right? Led to a further yes. conversation. Yep. 
I did. It led to a further conversation because I thought, man, this guy's hot. Like I probably should get saved. So uh, <laughs> let's get that going. So I started going to church and reading my Bible and everything. And it was literally, uh, it was in October, actually. It was close to Halloween because I remember I was laying in bed one night and I was just like, I think he was at a haunted house with friends or something. I don't even know. And I was just like, gosh, I'm so like, the future is freaky. I don't know like what to do. Mind you, we were pregnant with our oldest daughter at the time. Mm-hmm. I was just laying there and I was like scared. And I just, I was praying to God. And like, all of a sudden I just had this feeling of like, everything was just taken off of me. Like mm-hmm. this weight that I was feeling was just gone. And I was like, oh, and I just felt like, um, I heard Morgan Freeman cause he's my God. Like, and that's my voice, my God voice. Um, when he's not available, the Allstate man, he does it. But Morgan Freeman told me, like, it's going to be okay. Like, I'm with you. And I'm like, Morgan Freeman, God, thank you. Like, and I just, like, I, I, I gave my life to God that night. And so, so yeah, it was, uh, it was good. And then and I'm here today. There you go. There you go. See, I always tell people when I tell my story, I heard in my heart, but it wasn't Morgan Freeman's voice. <laughs> so to each their own, God, God will uh, show up in people's lives in the ways that uh, I think we need them, him to do, right? That prevenient grace that the Salvation Army talks about, the, the Holy Spirit wooing us to himself prior to uh, us becoming Christian. That's good. Well, I always uh, also ask because I like to increase my knowledge of, of books that are out there and things that people are studying. So what are you guys studying or reading right now? I know, Bobby, you are um, doing a program through Asbury. Yep, that's correct. Uh, Masters of Biblical Studies. That's correct. Masters yep. of Biblical Studies. So I assume that you're reading a fair amount of things for that uh, program. So would you like to tell yes. us a little bit? Uh, so I have two classes. I have Intro to New Testament and Missional Formation. So currently, my Intro to New Testament is basically this book by David DeSilva, An Introduction to New Testament, Context, Methods, and Ministry Formation. We also have to do two book reviews. We did one, Fabricating Jesus, um, and it's people that have like heresies. They've taken um, some weird questions about Jesus, like was he um is he divine was he like was he even literate um did he really believe that he was the messiah they've taken like some codexes and some weird things from that they found in caves and kind of misconstrued a lot of things to basically say and the author of the book knows these people they were professors of his in college um and they have, Bart Ehrman is one of the more prominent ones. If you know Bart, Bart Ehrman seems to be one most people know. Um, and I think it really just challenged me to how we, how I read the Bible, how I approach it. Because I think sometimes the more we learn, um, the more we begin to question. And I think that sometimes like, hey, the more I begin to question, maybe sometimes it, you either fall more in love with Jesus or sometimes it begins, hey, there's a lot of questions here. The difference is they're very, all of them grew up fundamentalists. Okay. So they grew up that the, the Bible is like divine, everything is true. And when they began to see that there are some questions here, you know, there's some, there's some nuances in the language. 
once that began to break down, everything broke down. So that became a challenge. Um, in missional formation, uh, the current book I'm reading is that I actually have a book review on a couple of days. It's called Faith and Wealth, a okay. History of Early Christian Ideas on the Origin, Significance, and Use of Money. So it's from the very beginning of money. We've gone through like the Roman economy. We're up through uh, like Constantine, uh, things like that, and into now. And it's really cool to see how like the Roman economy um, I've marked off pieces of it that say, hey, man, this is like how we kind of treat people. You kind of see a lot of classism, how the middle class is almost non-existent because of money and taxation and military and things like that. Um, and then one of the other books is Christian Mission, how Christianity became a world religion. Um, it's very focused on missional work, mm-hmm. how missionaries became missionaries um how they grew to become international how a lot of them came together a lot of political issues a lot of war um a lot of things that were happening in other countries they came together and said we need to attach ourselves to these things this is what's happening in this country and in this country um so a lot of social issues in other countries and how they banded together how missions became um very focused on certain aspects in different countries, things like that. So that's, right. those are the books I'm currently reading. Dang, that's a lot of books. I mean, yeah, one, yeah. Missional formation has like five assignments. Intro to New Testament has like 47. That's a, yeah, lot, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But I appreciate the, just the, the breadth of, of options there, you know, the different books that, that they're asking you to read. Um, and, and I'm kind of intrigued on the New Testament um, books that you said you read for that class, um, simply for the fact that I think you have some, there's some truth to what you said, there's more than some, but um, just about the more you study scripture, sometimes the more questions pop up, right? And yeah, it's how yeah. do you temper those worldly questions to a document that wasn't necessarily intended to answer some of those questions, right? Some of the questions yeah. we pose yeah. to the Bible, the Bible wasn't intended to answer. And so yeah. sometimes we, we read back into the Bible things that, look, it wasn't, that's not why it was written. So to try to, <laughs> to glean certain things out of scripture is maybe a, doing a disservice to what God had, I think, intended in what the New Testament text says. But we could geek and nerd out on, um, on Bible studies, <laughs> For the rest of our, our little conversation, but I think uh, maybe we should have that conversation later. <laughs> but yeah, Kristen, yeah. <laughs> Kristen, what are you reading right now? Well, my library uh, <laughs> books are way different than his. Um, I got okay. a good Pete the Cat and his magic glasses. That's that's a good well. One. To be fair, you've got a few children there in the home, right? Or is that or is that for just for you, Kristen? <laughs> It depends. If it's a bad day, I bust out some Pete and the magic glasses just so I can see the. I'm I'm a fan of Pete and his shoes and his color shoes. Yes, I love his shoes. Yes. Okay, so you can. I don't have kids. I don't know about Pete the cat. Top shelf. (laughs) Uh, The elephant and piggy books are really good as well. Totally recommend those. Um, Some other books I'm reading. I'm doing for my class. I'm trying to regroup on them a little bit. Uh, something about 
self-care, like the leader's guide to self-care, coaching 101, stuff like that, because I'm taking that life coaching class. Um, and those are really interesting how when you know when you're reading them and then you come to work and you see how like you, your, your conversations change a little bit when you talk to clients and, and you see like how you interact with people. Um, so it's, it's very interesting. Like I'm able to apply it mm -hmm. in my life literally daily. So it's, it's very, very intriguing yet boring at the same time. Sorry. Okay. Don't no, it's Hey, just you're just being honest. Any, I appreciate honesty. Any, it's a good I mean, I know um, Nicholas Sparks book. Oh, that's great. Well, Nicholas Sparks has his, has his moments. How about, um, are you guys, do you do a midweek Bible study at all with your core? Are you, what are you studying there? Or No, we, we, they, I guess they used to do it here. Um, and we've asked, um, they, we, our people are really good. Like we, they took, they do their own devotions at home and we know because awesome. they talk about it, you know, and we know that Bible study is very key in discipleship to yourself. One of the keys is like, it's not just getting saved. It's like spending time in the word. And I'm okay with not having Bible study because we know that our people are spending time in the word by themselves Amen. with their spouse, things like that, because we can see it in their life. Amen. Um, and we, you know, we don't, you know, outside of Sunday where, you know, we preach and things like that, they, they lead, they, you, they lead like nursery, they lead, we have somebody that leads like the Sunday school class, the adult Sunday school class, so we could just get to enjoy those things, they have conversations with us about, you know, their devotions and things like that, so we feel like it's okay not having Bible study because we, we know that you're investing in your relationship with Jesus at home on your own we're open to having bible study but we are okay not having it because we know that you're being personally invested in your own relationship with jesus awesome yeah that's fantastic yeah, yeah. Uh, i know a lot of core officers who would uh who would want that very much of their of their people yeah. to to be yeah able we are i mean we are super like we are very we and we've said this before we are never ever jealous for anybody else's appointment because we're jealous for our own. We, it's, we, 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 I mean, there are days, I think we all know as officers where it just the world or expectations just beat you down. And sometimes you're just like, Man, I don't know if I want to do this. And there are days that literally we are here because of our people. They're incredible. We don't deserve them. There are cores that have a lot of curmudgeons. Yeah. you know, and that's just all they are. And they complain. Our people are just very, they're life-giving Awesome. and mm -hmm. we don't deserve it, but we're incredibly grateful yeah. for people like them. We don't know if we're ever going to have another appointment with them. Personally, we don't want another appointment. We absolutely <laughs> love it here. No, they love us it. and we're okay with all of that. So mm -hmm. we, but we are blessed to have people like that in our lives. Amen. Um, so yeah. Yeah, they invest in us. They invest in our kids. Mm -hmm. um, I was going to, Bobby kind of stole my word or my phrase, but <laughs> we were just at officers councils and we had uh, this guy who wrote a book. I think his name is, is it Jim Burke? No, it's Dale Burke. He wrote a book Dale called Burke. How to Leave and Still Have a Life. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he made a statement that, and I wrote it down, which I normally don't take notes, but I literally took notes this time. Um, he, he made a statement that is like, you know, don't be jealous of other people's core, like be jealous of your appointment. Like, or was it him that said that or was that somebody else? I don't know. Maybe it was Major Greg. I don't know. Someone said to be jealous of your appointment. And I, I thought to myself, I am very jealous of my appointment because mm-hmm. um, we are just really blessed by people who they want to grow the core. They want to grow in their relationship with God. Um, they literally set time aside every day to spend time in devotions and all this. And it's just, it's wonderful to see because you know, like you're not having to ride their booties or whatever, stating like you need to spend time with God. Like let's let's go mm-hmm. let's have a Bible study. Let's get together. Let's do this. But then, like they just come up aside and walk next to you and whatever you're going through. It, it's truly a wonderful appointment. And whoever has been here in the past and whoever will be here in the future, like we will be. We're advocating for that. We will be. There you go. There you go. Yeah. 30 years down the line. <laughs> I mean, we, we, there are, there are, obviously we aren't, you know, there are issues. There are people that obviously were like, yes, you need to, you know, you see them, you know, they say something or they post something on social media and we're like, yeah, you know, that's not, you do need to be spending more time. Where were you at church on Sunday? Those types of things. But most of the people here, that are life giving. There are always going to be people that are yeah. life taking or life sucking, but most of them are, are life giving. I mean, the fact that on holidays, they're like, what are you guys doing? We want to spend time with you on holidays, whatever it is. I mean, there's a, a lady in the core who um, her husband, our kids call him Grandpa Bebop. Like he's their grandpa because they don't, I mean, they only have one grandpa and they never really get to see him. We don't have yeah. a really much of that so they yeah and you know it's that's awesome and he loves them as well he's like i don't really play monopoly but i'll play with avery you know and like that that's our kids and that's the relationship that we have with people here like i said i don't know other outside of god ordained disappointment (laughs) you know we we don't deserve them yeah that's awesome Bobby, I like what you said all well, about being jealous. And I, I think that can go for ev- um, for what you what you what God is doing right now. And I think that can be applied for so many places um, in our in our lives in just general, knowing that God is a big picture thinker, right? And wherever we are, there is something if you're looking for it, right? That can that you can claim onto and say, yes, this is mm-hmm. this is good. And God is doing something and it doesn't matter if other people see it or don't see it or whatever. God is doing a thing and Mm -hmm. I am going to revel in it and be blessed and not be worried if the shoe is going to drop or worried about anything in in this time and sphere. I'm choosing to see it through the eyes that God is seeing it through. And I think that's a really good principle that can be used for a lot of different things. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I mean, I think it it was also a very, very, so it's, it's been a, it's not a typical appointment and it's probably something that we won't experience. And maybe a lot of other people, I don't know, but we've been in our appointment for almost three years, but we've been in our house for almost four. We, cause when we moved here, we were in another appointment for about 10 months. We had a weird August move. 
um, to a church plant that was basically, we were closing it down, but we lived in our house. Um, and then we didn't have any youth programs or anything. So we came to this core for youth programs. We knew the core officers, we knew their kids. So we came to this core and then they moved and then we progressed to be the core officers gotcha. at this core. So we knew at least the people from youth night, we didn't know some of the other people because they only came on Sundays, but we knew a mm -hmm. lot of the, the leaders that were here on Wednesday so that when we transitioned here, they were always like, hey, we know them, we love them. So it was kind of a natural, really good progression for it's awesome. all of us, yes. Yeah, definitely. And that is, it's it's a great way to get get in where a lot of times in our system, you just move into a new place cold, right? You don't know anybody, mm -hmm. you don't know anything. And you just yeah. kind of jump in with, with both feet and hope that it goes well. You guys had kind of a little bit of a warmer handoff, which is just, it's a great, it's a great feeling. And um, yeah. I love hearing about your love for your people and their love for you, because that is such a vital part of, of the family of believers, right? The family of God is yeah. that it, it's a two-way street with whoever you're with, right? It can't be your pastor is the only one who pours into you, right? It's got to be back and forth because as Amanda said, God is a big picture God. She says that in every podcast, by the way. That's true though. Literally every podcast, but, um, but the idea that we all have skill sets, right? <laughs> we're not all Paul. We're not all Timothy. We're not all Peter. That's, we have a broad range of, of people in the course. So I love that. That's great. But, uh, and, and as we're thinking about ministry, I feel like I, I might have an idea of what you might say for the best thing in ministry, but I always ask like, what is the best part of ministering, being a part of where you're at, where you're, what you're doing, or in general, the best part about being an officer in the Salvation Army? So thoughts on that. It's kind of a big question. I always let people have a nice big pause if they need it, because there's a lot there. Um, okay, so I'm going to go because, and this is, for me, this is both a positive and a negative, which I know we're all about positive and I'm fine with that. But when I say it, you'll understand. But um, and you guys know me, so you know how, how much I love people and all that stuff. So for me, one of the best things about ministry is the relationships that you develop. Um, yeah. And when you get to see someone um, in the time that we're here, how they can, how they grow, um, like the impact they have on you. Um, it's just, for me, that's just amazing. Like my ladies have, you guys, I mean, you guys know I've gone through a really, really rough year this year and my lady, well, our congregation in general has come beside me and walked and prayed. And they've even, they even came to my mom's memorial, all of that. Like they've, it's just been amazing. Mm -hmm. So those relationships are wonderful and I that to me is the my favorite part of ministry it is also the part that I dread the most because when we leave yeah my heart is oh, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. in reality yeah absolutely it's it's heartbreaking yep. I don't want to leave them uh, they are my friends they are my um you know they they're my partners in ministry along I mean along with my husband obviously but they are our yeah. partners in ministry because there are leaders there, you know, we, they have a, a thing here. They're like, um, their mission or whatever is you come as a stranger, you leave as a friend and you return as family. Mm. And, you know, so many places can say that, 
but like here it is 100% the truth. Like I have them, I'm horrible with names and they will ask me, you know, how, how is James? I'm like, who is James? Like I need, I need physical description person, you know, like what were they wearing the day we met them, (laughs) you know? And they'll be like, you know, the guy that came in late or like the guy in the retina. I'm like, oh, okay. Yes. James. All right. And so, but they truly like, they care, they pray. They, so for me, the best part is, is the relationship. Amen. Amen. I like that. Good stuff. Bobby, what do you think? I'm going to say it's the same thing. We also haven't, we also have, I left this part out, but because if you know the Salvation Army, we have the ARC. There's an ARC in Des Moines as well. So it's falls yep. under the umbrella of the Salvation Army, but it doesn't really have any connection technically with here. But they, we, we pick them up on Sunday mornings. Nice. Um, they come here and then I take them home afterwards. Um, they had a softball tournament with a lot of the surrounding ones with like Omaha, Davenport, Kansas City a few months ago. They know me, so they asked me to, to ref a few of those games nice. we see them at men's camp they know me they know my family and the good thing about that is they also know that I've been in recovery for a long time and so it's I'm able to share I, I can relate to them on that level and they know those types of things and so you know we had a guy graduate yesterday or Sunday um, who is amazing yeah um, his name is Abraham um, and he graduated which is a huge feat and they are in, in the ARC. Right. Um, and he's he's moving about a half an hour away, um, but he's gonna work in Des Moines. And he was like, you guys are my church family. We, you know, we hope to see you. He's like, yeah, I wanna come back. He was like, I don't know what my life would be if I would be like if I don't have you guys. Yeah. So it's just stuff like that. We have people that come in for the pantry that came in through the pantry that just five minutes before we talk, got on here with you, they're in our office. They know us by name. We know them by name. We know life stories. And it's one of the things in our building, our pantry is not separate from our offices. When I open my door, I can see the pantry. So we are, it's very connected. So we are able to build those relationships. You know, we have basic church events, like, you know, we might have a chili cook-off, things like that. They're involved in those things as well. They don't go to church here on Sundays. You know, we don't force that, but they know that who we are, um, that we, that they're loved. Um, and so ministry doesn't necessarily just have to happen on Sundays. It's an extension of everything we do during the week. And so we, yeah, so we, you know, we have a homeless men's shelter next door. That's not a Salvation Army one. It's related to another big church here. Um, but those men come in on Sundays um, and they come in during the week and see us. They know us by name. Um, we'll see them at you know, a gas station down the street or go grocery store and they'll know us in and out of uniform. Um, we know them. So just things like that, that, mm-hmm. you know, just talking to people and building those relationships is what is probably the best part about all of this. Awesome. You know, I was, I was at, uh, we had youth councils here um, in, in our division this last weekend, youth councils, uh, for those of you who don't know, cause I, we've a lot of listeners uh, who aren't Salvation Army um, affiliated. So we always, uh, and you said ARC, but we've talked about that with some other guests that we've had on. So I think, I hope that everybody understands ARC is adult rehabilitation center. But one of the speakers over the weekend said the reason he came to the Salvation Army instead of another church was because 
in the Salvation Army, he doesn't have to go out to get people in because people already are coming in for services, for assistance, for whatever. And so you have people already coming to us for their needs. And so we can bridge that gap as it were. And I love Bobby, how you said those guys know your name, the folks from the food pantry, the homeless shelter, the ARC, those are relationships that God is fostering for transformation, for redemption. And that's such a wonderful aspect of kind of a thing that, that other churches aren't necessarily as well equipped to do as the Salvation Army is just by the nature of what, how we do things. So that's, that's just incredible. Awesome. What I was going to say, you know, coming anytime Bobby Key says building relationships is great for him. We all know he's a very introverted man. (laughs) So like my extroverted self is just jumping for joy that my husband (laughs) is wanting to build relationships. It's awesome. I mean, even like, like even in, even our own, like even in our neighborhood that we live in, people didn't know that the Salvation Army people, yeah. officers, pastors lived in that neighborhood until we moved there. Yeah. Um, we've had, we have a, what they call a derecho. I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but it's sort of like a tornado without a beat. It's very high winds. Yeah. Um, and we had one not too long after we moved here, 80 mile an hour winds. Um, it took out power for about a week. Um, and uh, so a lot of people lost, we lost food you know, deep freezes, you know, things like that. Um, I mean, it was, it was hot outside. I mean, it was 90 degrees. It was June. Um, And we were able to work with the city office, uh, EDS truck. We drove through the city, Kristen did, um, with, you know, handing out, you know, sandwiches and things like that. We also, the core here did not lose power. So Mm -hmm. we also would bring, you know, we brought, uh, like we'd have donuts and things like that, or sandwiches, things like that. We would, if whatever we'd have left over, we'd bring, put in our garage and say, if you guys need food, come here and, you know, here's this type of stuff. Um, you know, cause we got, well, we did lose power, but it wasn't for very long. I think it was a few days or something like that. Our house lost it for a lot longer. Um, but we, uh, so we did those types of things. Um, and then we also have like a house in our neighborhood that um, they, used to just decorate their house with pirates okay and so now they do pirates basically in the backyard and the whole front of the house and the garage is all harry potter all of it and it it made national news last year um we and you know we just walked over there and i started talking to the guy and you know they want they so they start taking donations for us, for the Salvation oh, Army, wow. just because of relationships that we built. Yep. Um, not really for anything else. He's like, hey, you know, we'd love to, is there any way we can partner with you and take donations? Nice. Okay. Nice. So we, they just reach out to us. We give them a kettle and they don't charge people to come through their stuff. They do everything for free. They put one out there. Um, and they also said, hey, we're going to match anything up to a thousand dollars. Wow. And then somebody wow. else in the neighborhood who owns a business said, we also want to do the same thing. So then she was on a podcast talking about it. And at the end, they were like, anything you want to say to the listeners? And like, she's like, donate to the red kettle. Yeah. Nice. We've done nothing. That's all by God's goodness and grace 
yeah. um, and just building relationships and talking to people. And that's awesome. Yeah. We're, we're blessed by all of that. That's awesome. Yeah. God uh, fosters some interesting relationships. Uh, I was telling uh, that's just from your neighborhood and the EDS, for those of you who don't know, emergency disaster services, if uh, there is a disaster, we take our trucks or canteens or trailers or whatever that looks like. And we help provide support, uh, whether that's hydration, food, snacks, sandwiches, whatever that might be. That's a, it's a really, I think it's such an underrated part of what the Salvation Army does in the Midwest. I mean, in the Southern territory, man, they're, they have their crews going all the time with hurricanes and stuff, but sometimes it's underrated a little bit in the Midwest, but I love that you're, you're, you're leveraging these relationships that God has fostered uh, to just grow the mission of the Salvation Army and, and grow the kingdom. I mean, ultimately, as much as we want to promote the Salvation Army, uh, that's, I think, secondary towards promoting the kingdom, right? The good news of mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that just reminds me of... Yeah. Go sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> just realized something that happened to me at Walmart the other day. So there's a guy who lives across the street from the church and he is a practicing um, wizard Wiccan guy. Okay. Um, and that's cool. And he's, I mean, he's real friendly. He'll wave and we'll go over and talk about plants because he's a really good gardener and I'm a really terrible gardener. <laughs> and um, well, he just got a diagnosis that was really hard. Mm-hmm. And um we were in Walmart and he's um, now been put down. Uh, so he has to be in the cart, you know, he's kind of just, just, you know, kind of his body is, I can't think of the word Shutting Shutting down. Down. going downhill, you know? And, um, and he, he said, Oh, Oh, um, Salvation Army lady. And I said, yeah, what's up? And he <laughs> said, um, now, you know, I don't believe in all your juju mojo, but would you pray for me? I have a doctor's appointment when I leave here. And I was like, um, yeah, all right. So they're in Walmart uh, with the shopping cart and a Wiccan and his wheelchair and uh, or his little cart, you know, praying for him. And, and, you know, I was thinking, you know, why did you ask me? Why did you (laughs) ask me to pray for you? And he says, because I know that you love me and Mm. I know that you care. And I don't have Mm. a lot of people in my life who do that. And I was like, yeah. And well, I mean, I'm going to pray for you and God loves you too. And it was just able to share this, you know, just those opening of the moments. Right. But I'm thinking if I wasn't such a terrible gardener, I wouldn't have noticed his really great garden to think, Hey, how can I get me some of that over here? Um, and I'm still terrible. So it didn't work, but, um, but just those, those relationships are, are key, you know, and, uh, and God opens up those, um, beautiful moments that we didn't ask for, <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're, we're just are not something you know you'd ever give up yeah no that's awesome that's awesome man this has been such a such a good time i i'm the timekeeper amanda will tell you i'm always the one who because we like to keep our our episodes around 30 minutes to 40 we minutes. all know i'm not the one <laughs> yeah what? If, if, if people could see my face right now they would see no um surprise that moffat is the timekeeper <laughs> because <laughs> I think out of everybody in our group at CFOT, in our little group, she was the most organized. Yeah. Would you say something? Because if you, I'm not an organized individual. <laughs> but, but when it comes to this sort of stuff, like I, we like to keep our episodes 30 to 40 minutes. Um, I, I will say that we can have you on again and we can talk about other things. 
um, which has kind of been our plan. Like, Hey, we can swing this back around and, and, and do it again. But uh, yeah. as far as right now, um, just to make sure that we're keeping towards time, but this has been a fabulous conversation. I love to hear stories of what folks are doing where they're at. Cause I think sometimes we, it's easy for us to get kind of blinders on to what we're doing in our locations and to, and to forget that, the army, the Salvation Army is a big entity, but also the kingdom of God is a big entity. And we all can, can be encouraged by what, what each one of us is doing. And also to like, say, Hey, Oh, you're doing that thing. That sounds amazing. I'm going to take that. Like I need to go to Walmart to the gardening section apparently, and like Mm -hmm. check it out or something. (laughs) But, uh, Whereas I have had fabulous conversations like that at the dog park, because I have my wonderful black lab Cooper and gone to the dog park and, and met and, and, um, had good conversations and friendships, uh, from there. So God uses, uh, uses us as he sees fit. So awesome. Thanks guys. Uh, Amanda, did you have any final thoughts? (laughs) Yes. I do. Nice. She makes fun of me because I always say no and then talk. And then talk. Uh, (laughs) I always give Amanda the final word. It's a thing. We just give Amanda gets the final word. So actually, I get it. But anyway, final. Yeah. She's still talking. (laughs) No, I just love, um, I love your guys' passion. I I know um, that the road has not been an easy journey. Um, for you guys and that has had some battles but um, the enemy has not won and that is testament to what is happening um, right here in um, in your guys's ministries and I um, I'm going to be praying um, that you guys stay there for many 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 more um, seasons um, so that the God's work can continue to flourish but I do know wherever he puts you those moments will arise you know and that you guys um, will hold on fast to um, the holy jealousy that he's put into your hearts and I'm um, just really grateful to uh, serve alongside you guys. Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right, friends. What is that, Kristen? You're not it's coming. Our pleasure to be your session mate. Aww. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little tear. All right. As I end every week, because this is what I do, uh, God blesses us. Why? So that we can be a blessing to others. We'll catch you guys next time.